67. It'll be on page 67, and it's the last paragraph on the page, Paul. It'll start with notice. Um, I'll, uh, I'll read the, the passage, and then I'll hand it over to Paul, who will talk on the passage for a little while to get the room to open up for, the, for, the, uh, for questions from our audience. Uh, okay, so we're going to be on page 67. It's the last paragraph. Notice. Notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mr. Jones, the employer, and his wife. This short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. I'm gonna stop there, Paul. Um, I especially like uh, when you use the analogy of a um, uh, uh, fear being uh, um, and and a and a tapestry, um, like a brown tapestry with a beige shred. Um, I really like that. It really helped uh, put it into perspective um, what you're talking about. So um, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for conducting the meeting. Uh, Paul, alcoholic, nice to see everybody. Obviously, this is referring to page 65, the inventory structure. <clears throat> and uh, notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mr. Jones, the employer and the wife, because basically that which led to a resentment was uh, a decision based on self. Yeah. And so if you look at the diagnosis of fear, it's self-reliance has failed us, is the source of the fear. Fear is, uh, is a valid emotion. <clears throat> the mental state uses it to produce uh, and incite anxiety about not keeping what we have and losing what we got, whatever, or not getting what we want and losing what we have. <clears throat> that post, that fear that's innate in everybody, the fear of like uh, not having shelter, food, clothing, health, and stuff like that, <clears throat> is used to uh, spawn a lot of anxiety coming from this preoccupation or identification as self. So the diagnosis on page 66 is that, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us that all this fear seems so rampant? And most of it is mental anxiety, yes, yeah. It mimics the, the, the emotion of fear, but there's no apparent threat. So basically it's made out of nothing really, yeah. Which is mostly what what's not happening is, <laughs> what's not happening is made out of nothing. And we make it a whole lot of something, you know, so like the mountains out of molehills and stuff like that. 
we're like magicians or really uh, miracle workers. We can make shit out of nothing. Yeah, a lot. I mean, seriously, it you know, healing someone is the emphasis is on the effect of the miracle, but the miracle is being able to do something that seems to be impossible to do. We're making shit out of nothing all day. Doesn't that seem impossible? It sure does to the dog and shit like that. Yeah, and to the little baby in a way. But man, we're fucking miracle workers <laughs> all day. And the problem is it's done according to our faith. Exactly. So we get fucked from, from our own machinations in a sense. It's so incredible, really. Yeah. I mean, how can you really help someone who's totally flipped out about what's not happening? If you, if you help them, you've now co-signed it's happening. Yeah. So it's a tricky thing. So a lot of times you got to leave people to their own, you know, you can't do them a disservice of keeping them from their bottom. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, all right, but back to the reading. So he goes, uh, where is it? Yeah. So the, I, I used to do these fourth step workshops. So I attempted to talk about the fabric of our existence is shot through with this fear and Let's say if it's a brown tapestry, the fear would be brown, yeah? What the inventory process and the program does is illuminates the fear threads from the rest of the threads. So now maybe you'll see the fear threads as beige and you'll see the rest of it as brown. And then there's a recognition, yes? So you have eyes to see what you used to look from. This is recovery recovery from a, a form of blindness in a way, yeah? Because most of us basically didn't know a punch was coming until it hit us, yeah? We were very on a consequential level. We had no idea what was going on until it went on, yeah? We were, it was just, uh, <laughs> it's amazing we didn't, uh, wreak more havoc and die and shit. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So he goes, uh, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> it was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot, was shot through with it. So you could say, what's the fabric of our existence? All these activities, yeah. Yeah, the perceptions, the the sense experience, all these activities are shot through with this fear, this, and I don't think it's fear, it's anxiety, really. Yeah. And that's being uh, built and reinforced by the identification of self, because if you look at the diagnosis of the book, fear is the cause of many things, but there's something that causes fear, which is self-reliance. So really the importance of doing a fear inventory is to see the self-reliance, obviously, not to become a master of fear, but to see yeah, the reliance on self as the cause of the, of the effect called fear that's causing a lot of other things. Yeah. This is getting down to the 
exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of the wrong in, in AA isn't fear, it's self-reliance. Yeah. I mean, that's the clear diagnosis. It says it right there. You know, why do we have so much fear? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? There you go. Agree or disagree, but that's the diagnosis in the big book of recovery. <laughs> yeah. So everyone wants to learn how to manage fear, but isn't that self-reliance? Yeah. You could see that as a form of self-reliance once again. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like uh, the, you know, the fabric of our recovery is shot through with self-reliance. Literally, isn't it? The root of the problem is demonstrating in, in the field of the solution. We're still trying to manage the solution now like we attempted to manage the problem, yes? Yeah, we want we ask these things to be taken away, but we have a select like checklist that we want to get taken away. It's not like an open door. You take the good and the bad of me and do with what you will. No, we have certain significant intentions. Yeah, with the hopes that if that wasn't there, I'd get something else. Yeah, isn't that self-reliance? Isn't that self-seeking? Frightened, isn't it? When do we start seeing the, the, the bottom line? Yeah. <clears throat> I think a, a, a solution that's completely straightjacketed is a solution that's uh, being had by the self-reliance. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, because the relief isn't from Fear, it's relief from self, the bondage of self, yeah? Knowing that that reliance on self is the cause of most of the anxiety or what actually gives it life all day, on and on, that's the plug that needs to be pulled, not fear. We got to deal with the fear and resentments and shit because they're kicking our ass right now. But recovery isn't from that, it's come from self-reliance, Yeah. It, it doesn't say in that thing of any life run on fear and resentment. No, it says any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. They didn't say fear or resentment there. Yeah. But self-will will see things through a certain lens that resentments will become prevalent. Yeah. And I, fear will become a norm. Yeah. And then we're trying to get out of those effects as the cause of them. So self wants to get out of the effects it's causing. Can you see how insane that is? Unbeknownst to us, there's an act of being identified as self. So basically, we're relying on what has defeated us to keep us from a defeat. Of course, you're going to be fucking anxious. <laughs> you built the shitty floor you don't want to step on it <laughs> you feel like you're going to fall right through <laughs> because you probably will yes 
It just goes, I don't see how. All right, I have a problem. Let the problem respond to it. That's the bigger problem. <laughs> That's the bigger problem. Yeah. I mean, of course, no matter what condition we're in, some shit has to stop. Yes, so that's what happens. Yeah, we stop drinking and using. That's not recovery. That's not drinking and using. Recovery is the process of getting out of uh, that which has defeated us, basically. Yeah, and it's a slippery slope because, and a lot of people who have tried in a certain way came up with an observation that's caught fire in our community, which is self can't get out of self. Because obviously, they came to a conclusion based on trying to get out of self as self. <laughs> yeah, so relying on self to get out of the reliance of self. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's totally insane. Now, you don't do it. We're ignorant of it. We don't know when we're in reliance on self. That's what we need a somewhat of an understanding about so that we can recognize it. Just like the inventory process allows us to recognize the manifestations of self in our lives as the manifestations of self in our lives, not ours. Yes, it gives us that possibility. The same thing with self can't get out of self. It's a very important principle because we may be in it right now. And it's captured by that whole paragraph of, you know, the self-centered person will could be generous and kind and doing all this shit. But there's it's just sort of like acquiring knowledge. And then if you're identified as the self, that knowledge is really self-knowledge that will avail you nothing when knowledge of self is very valuable. So the knowledge is in both statements. One, it doesn't do shit. Yeah, and the other, it brings great value. What's there when it doesn't do shit? Self. <laughs> Self is that which is claiming the knowledge. What brings great value? Knowledge of self. Yeah. Instead of self getting all the knowledge, knowledge of self trying to get all the knowledge. Yeah. That's the point of these things, is to see that there's something else going on unbeknownst to us, where the problem is thriving in the solution. It's just changed its outfits, you know, and its language. It has a new language, yeah? And now it does, maybe it doesn't wear so much leather and fucking get a lot of tats and shit like that. And yeah, it's just, you know, it's wearing looser clothes. It's got a scheduled yoga, meeting today and shit like that but still the bondage of self is thriving it doesn't mean stop everything it means just ask who is it that's doing it because there's a doing of shit and i don't believe it's you really yeah i don't believe you direct yourself somewhere i think you're led somewhere by what's directing you i do you know and it can either be the higher power or you call it the holy spirit or it can be what we call self. And this, this paragraph right after what we read on page 68, perhaps there's a better way. We think so. I would rather not use the word think, but, you know, 
whatever. <laughs> Perhaps there is a better way, for we are now on a different basis. A different basis, yeah? That's much different than, you know, uh, a different position. A basis is something that's sound, yeah? It's not a position and then not one the next day. It's a basis. It's a common, it's, it has a, it has a long lasting appearance in something. Yes. Basis. So for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. Yeah. So maybe it'd be valuable to see the heads trusting and relying on self so that you can actually be in the state of trusting and relying upon God. You get, you're there when you see you're not, yeah, that which is relying and trusting self. Yeah. If there's relying and trusting of God as self, that's reliance and trusting self. Yeah. This is the dilemma. We're identified. So when we're thinking we're doing one thing, we can be thinking we're doing the other. Stopping one thing and just doing the other doesn't mean you stop the one who's doing both, yes? The self claims both. The self claims the trusting of the self and it claims to be the one who's trusting the God, yeah? That, which in turn is trusting self. You see it? I mean, it's important to see that. If you don't see it, you're going to be looking from it. You are. We can put an understanding out. You can. We do it every Tuesday and Thursday to maybe at least entertain the possibility that that's going on, that your trusting God may be a form of trusting self. Yeah. I found it to be true in most cases because that which has defeated me is still talking, the same voice is talking before I drank and after I drank and after I got sober. Yeah, it just changed its little tune a little bit. But basically, it critiques like my drug use, like it critiques my program. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so perhaps there's a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. Yeah, there you go. We are in the world to play the role he assigns. Basically, we've been in that role for quite a while. We were in a role that's self-assigned, and now we're hopefully in a role that this power, higher power, is assigning. Yeah? The old employer and the new employer. When you say the new employer, it infers there was an old employer. <laughs> yeah? The old employer, self, new employer, higher power. Yes? <laughs> I mean, how, what were the qualities of the old employer? Well, let's just see... Uh, what are the qualities of the new employer? Being all-powerful, that infers the old employer wasn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> You'll be taken care of. That implies you weren't taken care of by the old one. Yes. <laughs> what do you have to do? Only two things. What what did you have to do? Fucking everything. <laughs> What are the benefits with the new employer? Bountiful, revelatory. What are the benefits of the old employer? I survived another day. <laughs> I'm in jail, but I'm not in the penitentiary. That's progress. <laughs> prison is different. I'm in jail, but I'm not in prison. Yeah, I'm only snorting coke. I'm not shooting it. I'm not a... <laughs> I don't really have a problem. When I start shooting it, I'll have a problem. <laughs> Remember when people used to do that? That was the definition. I'm not a junkie because I don't use needles. Fucking, you quack, you walk, you smell, you're a duck, bro. <laughs> I'm holding, withholding. I got that. I haven't crossed that line, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who's fooling who? <laughs> it's funny. Eh? It's not. It's funny in hindsight. Yeah, remember that? I swear to God. In that world of drugs, people define themselves, you know. Oh, I'm not using. <laughs> they look up, down upon the needle users. <laughs> As they were fornicating anyone just for another hit of crack or something. <laughs> it was just, oh, let's look down on our neighbors. Hey. <laughs> this is the head's insane, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, uh, yes. This is the only point we're really sharing of offering because there are experts. People are incredible explaining every letter and word of the big book and periods and everything and seeing so much meaning and so much stuff. We're just putting out a diagnosis of the act of the problem. Yes, it's not something, it's not a, like stamp 1989. Yeah, it's an activity that's going on right now. Yes. The mental state has us identified as an image it's making up, yeah. And that imagery was made up in the head and the problem of alcoholism resides in the head. So I'd imagine that imagery, the fabric of that imagery is shot through with alcoholism. Yeah. A myopic, self-centered, extremely self-centered view of things. Yes. Who's going to be able to pull out that thread? First, you have to discern the color. You've got to see a difference between the brown and the beige, yeah? Then if you pull out, start pulling out the beige, you'll see the root of it all, yeah? Yeah? You don't pull it out, obviously. You just tell the truth. Bring the, bring the sweater to step six and seven and let that, you know, new tailor fit you with a new suit, yeah? Yeah, so thanks. Thanks, Mike. It's a great reading. I mean, it's so different. It's so obviously clear <clears throat> of uh, hmm. well, whatever.
Go ahead. Obviously, it's not clear. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing these talks every week. Well, I easily forget, Paul. So it, it helps for me to have the reinforcement of, of, of it, of the, the message. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do go to a lot of meetings, but I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't hear the terminology that you're using. Self does, can't get out of self in the meetings that I go to quite often. Um, sometimes I hear, you know, self can't fix self, you know, which is probably basically saying the same thing, but um, the clear the, the clear message that you that you convey is just absolutely, you know, it, 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 it shut off a lot of the stuff, the, a lot of the clamors that were going on before. So I appreciate that. Great. Yes. That's yeah. well, when you run into something that works, it usually works. Yeah. It's, it's got some truth to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the ointment. When you, you have a store, you have eczema and you buy ointments for eczema, you're not getting any results, but you have a belief that it's eczema, the diagnosis, so you just put more on, and you do it for longer, but you're not having any visible results, yeah? But you just keep putting more on and buy more, maybe a more expensive ointment of eczema thing. And yeah, but then if somebody gives you, let's say, something for whatever, you put it on and then it, it takes away the rash, you're on to something, yeah? Yeah, it's these old ideas that uh, we need to let go of or the result will be nil. It's like we have an old idea that we know what's the problem, which is eczema, and maybe we're wrong, yeah. Here's an ointment, try it on the same rash that you've been calling eczema all your life. See if this gets relief. And then you read the ointment, it says for psoriasis. So you had psoriasis, yeah? The more important thing is the relief, yeah? Yes? Yeah. The only yeah. problem with a diagnosis, if it's, if it's wrong, you need to have a clear one. That's all. And you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll get results. You'll be living in a new basis, maybe where the problem does not exist for you a day at a time. That's fucking pretty cool. Yeah? That the thoughts have been, don't have the wild effects they used to because you don't see them as yours and they're not about you all day. Yeah? They're just thoughts. Yeah? Random fucking thoughts that uh, have little tags of nouns and physical locations that create a story, yes? But it's tenuous at best, really, yeah? So now you're not taking them so seriously, thank God, yeah? And you're a, you start before thoughts, yeah? Yeah, the pause we all have, what is that but a free sample of what we are? We are of that which is before thought. <laughs> obviously does a thought cause a pause no it seems like the thoughts are paused i don't see a thought causing a pause do you what's causing it then grace some unsuspecting inner resource yeah 
wouldn't be, wouldn't it be fun to become suspecting of that inner resource? Yeah. Yeah. What would you, what would you, could you expect? You'd give up expectations and you'd find out. Maybe you'll be traveling lighter in, in a way unimaginable. You can, because that which wants to paint a picture of traveling lighter can't travel lighter. It doesn't know what the fuck it's saying. It, so the pictures it scribbles or paints that this would be the way it looks isn't the way it looks. Yeah? It's like the thing of someone who wants to be humble. Yeah? When, when in humility, there's no sense of being a person, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah? That basis is shifted and you're caught in, a, in, a, in an action and the only people who are going to know you're humble is someone else. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that interest. You're not checking out where you are or what you are. Yeah, you're not. You lose interest in all that. And then you gain interest in what? I don't know. Yeah. Just the cat just walked in. I gained interest in that. I did. It's the smallest. Just dominated this second. Yeah. Because I'm available and I'm present. So I can respond to what's going on. <laughs> Instead of reacting to what's not happening all day. <laughs> That's a different basis, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You can't even imagine it. You would think you'd have to throw the ball like 300 yards and hit a perfect like two by two inch little hole. It's right in front of you. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't like a heroic journey you're on. <laughs> you're just like, you're here completely, you know? Yeah. So, like, I've attended every one of these meetings. I mean, I've been here, but I never attended any of them. Thank God. Never, really. I know, you know, what do you do, Paul? I don't go pontificating to people. <laughs> oh, uh, Zoom. I do a Zoom meeting. <laughs> that's, a, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been dis I've shown up here for years now and amazing how many different places we took where it went and everywhere. Just blows my mind. Yeah. It not blows my mind like I'm surprised, but life can be something that continually amazes you. Continually. You're not surprised anymore, but it's still amazing. Yeah. You sit here, let's say the the hundred and fiftieth time. And then it just take, has its own little goes somewhere. Yeah. You can never have punched it in to the GPS. Yeah. It's sort of like when I was in, I went to New Jersey. And I, every time I used to go to New Jersey and do talks around that area, uh, the phone I had sucked or something, didn't have any coverage. Yeah. So my friend got me a phone. And it was set. I didn't know it was set, the GPS, to take alternate, like, scenic routes. Yeah? 
So, so I had to go from Dover, New Jersey up to like Great Barrington and I punched it in. It took me to every lake between Dover, New Jersey and Great Barrington, West Point, everywhere. It was incredible. I saw it so, for five, six hours. You know, I said, what the hell? And I didn't want to play around with it because I didn't want to screw it up. So just, but the problem was at night, it took me through a scenic trip back. I, I was every half, every quarter mile I had a turn, left, right. It was going, took me seven hours to get back to Dover. But it was beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes your GPS here can be just punched into scenic. Yeah. Well, the fastest way possible. Well, wait a minute. Is it really that important? <laughs> Let's hit it scenic. Let's take an alternate route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lady, uh, we, we went to Boston, outside of Boston in a rural area to do a talk. And we got there late, like 11 o'clock or so. We're going to do the next day. So we get there and it was very scenic, rural. And then there was a big commotion near this railroad track. And so uh, we pulled over. We had to stop. We rolled the window down. We say, officer, what's happening? He says, oh, this lady was following her GPS religiously. And it had her make a right turn on the railroad tracks. She kept believing because it was going, your destination is 50 yards. She drove about 20 yards boom, 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 down. That's called faith. Yeah, that's faith. We would like to see the faith in the infinite, not into the finite self. Yes, but faith is the energy, is the juice. Yeah. And it's going to be directed through us, not by us, but through us. It's either going to be directed in the big, you know, the recovery view, which is either by self or by higher power. But you're going to be directed for sure. Yeah. You're going to be used. You're going to be directed. You're going to be led. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sorry, I went off on those things. But that railroad track was a pisser. There's some people that actually followed it in the fog and went into a lake. They drove right into off the dock and into the water, listening to the thing the whole time. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Paul. Paul, yeah. we have a question from Jason in San Diego today. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm good. I'm unmuted. Yeah. I'm unmuted. It's the new. It's the new, yeah. I'm muted. I have yeah, I'm voice. Yeah, uh, Michael, thank you for uh, prompting the question because uh, I was sitting here, you know, kind of sitting on it, but it has to do with this issue of fear, like what in the inventories I've gone through, I might list a fear and then I'll see how self-reliance failed to dismiss the fear. Like if I was to say fear of financial insecurity, so I'll get a better job and save money and do all this stuff. 
And it's, it's good as far as it goes. I'm making more money. I have a job. I can live in a nicer place or live in a nice place. But the fear doesn't budge because I can lose all that stuff. And what I'm trying to grasp right now, kind of going back to the exact nature of the harm or that, excuse me, exact nature of the wrong is to kind of grasp how self-reliance was not just something that dealt with the fear or tried to, but that caused it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that, that's what I'm missing. And I, I, I would appreciate anything you have to say about that. Thanks. All right. So basically, when you're in a situation and there's no apparent threat, yet there's a lot of fear, that's been presented by the mental state, obviously. Yes? Mm-hmm. You're not, yeah. It's not being presented by... If you look left or right or forward or back, yeah, it's being yeah. it's being cooked up by the mental state. Yes. Right. Yes. Right there, and the mental state is is cooking up the idea of you also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it's you that's in fear. You wouldn't care if someone else was in fear, but you being in fear is very very important. Yes. Yes. So therefore, this sets off a decision based on self that sets off trains of circumstances that bring us misfortune we feel we don't deserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what 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 is that decision made by on by on fear or on self? It's this identification as this image of Jason who doesn't want to have something happen that's actually not happening now. <laughs> but he's I don't want it to happen. That, yeah, yeah. Such a, there's not him, but there's such a belief that it's going to happen. He's trying to barricade himself into some situation, yes? Yep. So that which mm. claimed, that which uh, responds or reacts to the fear was the cause of the fear. Yes, this is called the self-centered loop. So something makes you see something in a weird way, and then it takes on the response to that. So, all right, I'm seeing I'm in something. I'm going to get us out of it, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) And all the while, the in and out, you're in a bigger in called self, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so self realizes I could be in this thing, I'm going to manage to stay out of it. Of course, it usually fails, but let's say that's it, it runs in, takes the job. But the whole point is it wasn't in it to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea that you're in something is completely uh, coming from self. Yes. And then there's a demand to try to get out of that. It is going to be self is going to own that reaction. Yeah, so you are going to try to get out of you. Yeah, good luck. Something is seeing something, yeah? And if if what it's seeing is not happening, is not being able to be seen, that's the head for sure. (laughs) So the head is seeing a lot of shit that's not happening, yeah? Yeah. 
the value that it's the value that it's uh, causing or the effects that it's causing is that it's you. These effects that it's concerned about may happen to you. Yeah. You don't give a shit if it happened to others, probably most cases, but to you, you definitely don't want that to happen. And then what occurs is that actually leads to it happening more than ever. (laughs) You're not wanting something to happen tends to trigger it happening. (laughs) And this idea of you as the, as the reaction, as the responder is, that's the bondage of self because that, which is, is, uh, Crying wolf is something that was cried, yeah? Paul was cried. There was a crying of Paul that was taken to be true. And then then, then now that crying of Paul is crying wolf, which gets taken to be true, yeah? So you may get out of the crying wolf, but you never even entertain the possibility of being out of the crying Paul, Yes? But the crying Paul is is a uh, plays the major role in the crying wolf. Yeah. Yeah. You see it? You can feel it. There's an identification as the one who's reacting to these things that truly are really aren't happening. Yeah. And then there's decisions based on that. And those decisions set off these trains of circumstances that bring us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. Yeah. So basically, it's a huge loop, which is self relies on self. It proves to be unreliable. It doubles down more reliance on self, self that it just keeps on keeping on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't see, you just see the, that which you want to get out of, you don't realize that which you're in. Yeah. That's where the relief is. It's not being that which you're seemingly in that always wants to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the hmm. out you're looking for. The out you're looking for is about the in, the Paul. Yeah. So when my head tells me something, If it tells me something and there's the someone that it tells it to, then there's a ignition. Yes. When it tells me something now, I don't see that. I don't see who it's talking to as me. So it doesn't, there's no ignition. Yes. It can't trigger a, a combustion. These two chemicals of Paul and the anxiety that it's having don't come together. There's just, a statement of anxiety that Paul's having. <laughs> There's no Paul to ignite it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's what people want to do is keep away all those flammables away. Yeah. But basically this is, you can live freely near flammables when you're not the igniter. When you're out of Paul or out of self, you can live right next to gas cans and propane things. It doesn't mean because you're, that which you think is causing the explosions isn't. It's you're the one. The self is what ignites the whole, uh, 
like chain of combustion. Yes. Yeah. So, how does the, what you're saying there connect to God reliance? Well, because let's call it God reliance. It's not reliance on self. See, reliance on self is that you're always going to be the the ignition to this combustibility. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You were, you're going to be, and all this shit has happened before, so it's probably going to happen again. Yes? This is why you live in a lot of fear, because something has failed you. And it's still running the show, seemingly. Yeah? So basically, it tries to stay from away from all flammables. That doesn't fucking work. Because then it just <laughs> self-emulates. It just fucking goes off. Yeah? You can't manage and control yourself out of self. It's impossible. Mm. You just see that there isn't one. So... The trusting the infinite is basically what occurs when there's a loss of trust in the finite. That's what happens. Yeah. It's just uh, there's only two shows in town. You're either at mm -hmm. one or the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be at a show. So it's either one or the other. Yeah. Now, the head will always be playing. It's at the show of self. But you're not that. So that show, that story doesn't have to end. You just, you're, you're not the beginning and the middle and the end of it anymore. That's all. The head has stories, it rolls out, but you're not buying it anymore. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes. You can live freely in the rug emporium because you're very clear you don't have a flaw. F-L-O-O-R. Yeah. You don't care how beautiful the rugs are, you're not buying one because you don't have anywhere to put it. Mm. <laughs> Jason, mm -hmm. you were fucked, yes? Yep. The vague diagnosis of AA is that which fucked you resides in the mind. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So where is it? Is it in brain matter? No, it's in an activity of the mind. Yeah. Like they say, alcoholism is a disease of perception, all these things. Yes. So basically, the GPS, that which we seem to rely on as the action figure is infected with alcoholism. Yeah. So now, maybe in the past, there was a reliance on self and it worked out pretty well, but not anymore. Something has occurred, yeah, that it, it's past the point of critical mass and there's no turning back, yeah? So we got to jump off of this dead horse and jump on another one. And this is the situation, yeah? So the mental state, for it to have fear, it needs to have someone who has the fear, yes? There needs to be an ignition. And we're the ignition. We're the match, so to speak. Yes? Faith drives it. Bamo ignition. Yeah? What we're doing is weakening 
the idea of being the match, yeah? Because that story will say there's a fire, there was a fire, there will be a fire, but there won't be if there's no match, yes? Yeah. You'll be standing right next to it. It won't be hotter than usual, nothing. You start realizing it's all a manufacturing, yeah? <laughs> and you have some freedom from what? The bondage of self. Just like it says freedom from the financial insecurity. It doesn't mean you're not going to be financially insecure in this life. But the, that igniting quality of taking the financial insecurity <laughs> to produce tons of fucking mental anxiety and crazy mm. decisions and misfortune being produced, that, that, that uh, what do you call it with the bomb when you have the thing in it? Yeah, uh, the fuse? The fuse has been pulled out, yes. Mm. You're the you're the living fuse, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And now you're in better hands, yeah? So you're being used to produce different uh you're not so much of an explosive device anymore, thank God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I met this really nice guy. Then he's stalking you a couple weeks later and calling you 20, 80 times a day. What the fuck? He seems so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems. Yeah. Just keep coming, bro. It will. Uh, It's so obvious, it'll just become obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, hmm? that was very helpful. That was very helpful. Oh, good. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Hopefully yeah. not to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I remember you talking about, I don't know whether it was on a 12 step or a non duality talk, but I haven't heard you say this for a long time, but you would say, I'm not really talking to you, who you think you are, because you got like these catcher mitts that are catching everything that I'm saying and just not letting them get through. I'm talking to you. Yes. And I'm just I'm just waiting for it to get through. So when I don't quite get everything that's being said, I know that's okay. Definitely. That's because okay. it got yeah. through. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh that view was hard earned. Yeah. I, had a, I watched a lot of these interactions with people and I saw quickly that uh, the mental state can claim to be the one that is attending yeah. the meeting very quickly. And, uh, and it's not about stopping that. It's about seeing it. Yeah, it's not about stopping it. Yeah, there's no volition involved in it. You're not doing it. It's happening. So the mental state, whatever happens, it and it's brought into contact, it claims that to further a story, really. Mm -hmm. And that story is of you, a you, and then that you has been coronated to a level of me that is in like the Beverly Hills of up the ass of self, you know? You're up into <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> Jesus, you got a private driveway and a fucking gate and 
terminal uniqueness. <laughs> no one can understand how bad it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But you don't understand. <laughs> I know. That's right. I've worked with some in, some some experts, man, of people who had uh, they had the problem. Yeah, and it was so unique they felt no one else had it, and uh, and then they would. I'd known them for years, and so I said, "Well, wait a minute. Is this the problem, circa April two thousand twenty-two, or is it the problem from January nineteen ninety-nine?" Because every every time he'd come up with the problem, this is it. This this makes me uniquely uncurable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. That's where I was when I first came in. Absolutely. You know, oh, God know. God would if he could, but he can't in my case. That's right. That's right. You're the one unique character that yeah. has you're the living exception, exception to the exception to the rules. Yes. <laughs> How I wish I was so like the bondage of self, you see. Mm -hmm. The uh the inflating of oneself. Oh. Mm. It doesn't need to be, it's, if you're in a holy environment, doesn't mean there isn't an inflation of self going on. It, there's, the mm -hmm. head is constantly inflating self because mm -hmm. there's nothing there. So it has to be constantly inflating it to so it seems to be there. Well, that's what happens in a pause. All that seemed to be there ain't there, isn't it? Really? Mm-hmm. Freedom didn't come through hours of toil. It's just available right there. Because all that we're seemingly fighting against is imaginary. It's like the fight club where Ed Norton finally gets it. It's not Brad Pitt has been punching him the whole movie. It's himself. Yeah, he's been punching himself. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He had a huge story about Brad Pitt punching him. And oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice to see you, Jason. Thank you. You Thank too. You. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. All right, Paul, we have a couple more questions here. We have Kim. She's been patiently waiting. Kim, can I have you unmute? Come on in. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks. So, um, for the longest time, well, forever in this program, I have been completely unwilling to admit that I am mentally different from my fellows. I could see that I was bodily different from my fellows once I ingested alcohol, but there was no way that I'm mentally different from my fellows. I mean, that to me was an absolute death sentence. I grew up with parents that were mentally ill from alcoholism, most likely, and my biggest fear was always that I would be crazy and end up in a psych ward or something like that. And so I just could never fucking, I mean, I would fight with people when they tried to explain to me, like, 
what the mentally ill part meant. And, and I just could never, ever, ever accept it. And now I, I see it and it's actually um, a relief to finally be like, oh my God, I am totally mentally different from my fellows and my mind is broken and I'm okay with that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really actually, I'm finally like, okay, now I know what the problem is. <laughs> like, you know, and um, so there's like this weird freedom in just, I don't know, seeing that truth. Um, but when I listen to you right now, you know, and I wrote down like qualities of the old and new employer. And I, you know, see all the benefits of trusting and relying on this infinite power. And, and, you know, I've been listening to all of this for 30 years and blah, blah, blah. But I still feel this like rage inside of me, you know, like, what is this mind fuckery? And, you know, I'm not going to go to Paul today because he just talks a bunch of bullshit and says the same stuff over and over and over again. And it doesn't make any sense. And, and I see that this is my resistance. Like my, I mean, I guess I'm aware that it is, you know, self that is like, I do not like this, but man, I mean, I viscerally feel like, is everybody in this group, like all happy to just abandon self for this idea i mean it's it seems crazy that we wouldn't be right like it's like the the line in the book that says to face an alcoholic death or live on a spiritual basis are not easy alternatives to face i always thought that was the most ridiculous sentence because to me it was like who wouldn't choose to live on a spiritual basis like who wants to die an alcoholic death but now i understand like this is not a fucking easy alternative to face it's hard. And I'm just sharing this to get it out there because I feel sometimes like a fraud coming to meetings and like not nodding my head and being like all rah, rah, you know, when inside I am just fuming at this. And yet I know that there's no other way. Like I'm cornered, you know, I can't walk out of my office and go do something else that's going to give me any relief. There's nothing I can do about it. And so um, I just wanted to get that out there because, yeah, I mean, I'm like pissed right now, <laughs> really pissed. Great. That's all. Great. The whole point of the message here is we're implying that when you're feeling this rage, there's a habit of it inferring that it's you yes so now you're the one who has the rage that's what some people may say that's they don't think that's happening but that's what we're putting out there the mental state is claiming the rage to infer that it's you yeah so we just want to let's say negate that bring in another possibility and so when the same rage ar arises, maybe it can be held as not you. Yeah, there's not you. It's not saying there is no rage. It's saying there's not you, Kim, who has the rage. Yes? Yeah, that's the whole point. So therefore, then when the rage now will be used in another way. Yeah, just like the mental state uses it to claim by claiming it to infer Kim, 
and Kim is like in a straitjacket of selfing, let's say, yeah? Now we're using the same thing that used to reinforce self to negate self or weaken self, yeah? That's what we're doing. We're, we're offering an alternative that when rage is seen and there's just a habitual assumption it's you, we're questioning that. Not, to, not changing anything that's going on, but just opening up a possibility because I would say the trusting the finite self is trust is the feeling that it's Kim that is in rage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the same imagery, the trusting the infinite would be just seeing there's rage. Yeah. Trusting the finite, you are the one who has the rage. Trusting the infinite, rage occurs. Yes. To me, the rage occurring is traveling lighter. The rage occurring as me is the traveling heavy. Yeah. That's the bondage of self. So you have a perfect example of it. And of course, the system that's been on in the throne for quite a while, it doesn't want to get up, obviously. Yeah. So it's going to talk as if it's Kim about Kim not wanting to do something or is super pissed and shit like that. That's it's it's to be expected because when you when there's been a, a system that's been laying over you comfortably uh very very nonchalantly it doesn't like to get tickled yeah so now you're touching you're moving it and it gets pissed yeah so so yeah we're just saying that's not you that gets pissed yeah and then that getting pissed can have a huge value instead of the value the mental state has been mining forever that whatever is happening it's you that's doing it or being done to by it we're fucking taking away it's you know we're we're saying here that shovel of mining can be used for something else yeah see the rage but not as yours fucking far out and see if you don't try start traveling lighter through rage or through your super madness or whatever yes it's a perfect example i really appreciate you sharing it because this is the this is really the practicality of the of the message is to because we're saying something that may not be obvious for many of us which is the mental state is claiming whatever is going on rage to imply and reinforce this story of kim and it's that story that's fucking suffocating you it's that story that's fucking you know doing what it's doing it's not the rage yeah it's the story so we're trying to put bring some light to that so we stop living in the reinforcement of self yeah because what we want relief from is self yeah self can continue it's just sort of like uh you know I don't want relief from the flammables. I'm, I'm, I want relief from the explosions the, the flammables, flammables have a role in, yeah? I'm the one who, who I'm the fuse, yeah? So let's, I can do, I, flammables are fine as long as they're not igniting the explosions. This is the identification as self, yeah? That's what we're speaking at. <laughs> 
Yeah. And we believe there's a mental habit going on, unbeknownst for most of us, and we want to sort of bring it into light and question it. And maybe you can start a new habit by say, when rage occurs, you'll see the head go, yes, it's, or I'm, you know, Kim is, and you'll see it. You'll see the pointing at this idea of Kim. You'll never see Kim. It's just a pointing. Yeah. You'll start seeing it finally. This is waking up to the situation you're in. Yeah. And of course there's going to be, fuck, the head is going to go, is going to flip out because just like they have the example of uh, soft totalitarianism. Yes. Soft totalitarianism looks like you're free. But if you do anything to fuck the system, they're on your throat. Yeah. So this is sort of like the bondage of self is sort of like, oh, okay. But once you oh tweak it, it flips out. Yeah. And then you're on to something. Then there's a possibility of being a relief from that. Yes. 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 And this is just brought an HD into this life and a sense of quality in the living of it, like moment to moment, that's un- invaluable. I couldn't put a number on it. I couldn't put a... It's just unbelievable to be able to travel lighter, yeah? And to have, like, I've seen all that you just ex- explained perfectly. I've seen it tons of times. Seen it tons of times. And I've seen the pattern and the underlying agenda of it all, which is the constant reinforcement of this story called Kim. And that story, our living as it and defending it is killing us, really. It's just, it's, Jesus Christ, it's like a bird using its wings to pick up forks and knives, you know, instead of flying. It's just fucking insane. Yeah. So thank thanks for the share and thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate that. Paul, we have one more question if you have time. We yeah. Have Zach. Yeah. Okay, Zach. Hey, you have a question. Welcome. Zach K. Hey, what's up? Um I guess the thing I don't know. I I over the past two weeks I just kind of this big like fuck it all vibe came and I kind of you know inwardly in a very violent feeling way kind of went in this I don't know I'm just hugely like frustrated and angry about it all and um just everything you've been talking about um and then earlier when you were talking to Jason you were saying um like And, and then also when you were talking to Kim, the thing that we're using to affirm self then being used to negate self or <clears throat> like, you know, I'm, I'm the ignition, I'm the igniter. And then we've been put in different hands or in other hands. And I guess the thing that occurred to me in that moment we were saying that is, <clears> there <throat> are a couple different ways I thought about it is like, the match has been repurposed or put in different hands or there is no match and kind of, I don't know. I was just wondering at that and what your thoughts are on that. 
Well, it can be both or neither, yeah. But uh, let's just say it's got the potential of lighting things, but you're going to get have it directed by a, yes, a more steady hand, so to speak. So I like that imagery when it comes to recovery. We still have the match head, it still has the potential of lighting, but maybe now it will light the way for others, yeah, instead of burning shit down. Yeah. Just basically what's running the show, what's driving this uh, action figure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the imagery of it's a match. It has the ability to light, but it's going to be directed to different things and different and put to different purpose by this higher power. Yeah. So I go with that imagery now today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so I can, non-duality, I can go somewhere else in those talks. In this talk, this is about uh, the expressive level of the action figure. And I believe we're being driven, like Kurt used to point out, you know, we're driven by a hundred forms of fear. Well, we're driven. That's what we are. We're, we're used. That's what we are. We're we're vehicles that's what we are we're conduits that's what we are yeah and there's powers that be that use us yeah we've met maybe two distinct uh qualities in an addict life in an alcoholic life and one was the lower power of this myopic self-centered view and this incredible sense of terminal uniqueness huge sense of entitlement i'm not much but i'm all that i'm thought about yeah and or the sense of a much more panoramic view and a purpose not self-driven but to see how i can be of maximum use to others and myself included which is a win-win more than uh i have to win and you gotta lose yeah so i feel uh in a, if you look at a long view of a life that I've lived, I would say there's been those, since I've been an adult, those two main uh, movements, yeah? That, that self-driven and then driven by all that shit into trying to get relief no matter what, uh, just unbelievable. And to be resurrected out of that, being struck sober and then having 34 years to go another way. And uh, again, I don't believe we produce the wind. I believe we're the sail, so to speak. Yes, something blows. And uh, yeah, I like the new employer. I've never looked for another job. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> The benefits are so great. I don't care about uh, raises. <laughs> I'm always, I've always been taken care of as an action figure, which is mind boggling. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I like that imagery. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the idea of non-duality 
everything is just brilliant and empty. Yeah, it's sort of cool also. But I feel more uh, motivation to speak on a recovery level. Yeah. I just like to see us travel lighter, you know, just, uh, and the problem isn't in the physical, though you may have problems physically, it's mental. That's where the problem resides, yeah? And so if the mental is a binary system and the problem is a constant referring to a you based on everything that happens, let's maybe throw a wrench in that works and question that console, constantly referring and, and assuming there's a you that has the rage and maybe question it and see if we can just see rage alone and see what happens. That's a much different, it's a much different uh, basis. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, the greatest antidote to a poison is a certain bit of poison. Yes. So, so here's this constant repetition of the head. We're trying to use it a little bit by saying, you know, yeah, you may not, you may not be that person who's got the rage and then you'll travel lighter through rage if you will that's what happens yeah 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 how many things have you been crowned to be you started doing shit and then people started telling you you're angry and then now paul is angry so that you be you now that's not a verb anymore you're angry paul and then there's resentful paul and then on and on so these things, the mental state calcifies them, yeah? And you become a fucking thing. When the, when the life is living, it's not, you know, you, like you can get, you can get, uh, show me as many glasses of water from the Colorado River. They're not expressing the rivering, yes? Yeah, so I'm happy I've been brought back to sort of a childlike state. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I'm so dumbed down about most shit. It's amazing. I could care less, really. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. I just like to see everyone. You know, just travel lighter in their own affairs. Yeah. We're not going to try to, you know, a new militia of travel lighting and hold parades. No, just quietly just be able to enjoy peace of mind and know the pause and, uh, you know, those things. And, uh, you know, honor the living of a life, not so much honoring a life without the living, you know, honoring the living of it. Yeah. Yeah. These are all qualities of a new basis. So basis on trusting the infinite rather than finite self. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. Just tell me one thing I'll share. This is, we're doing this on that one level, all right? 
the head has been constantly using whatever is happening rage to imply it's happening by or to somebody. Yes, that's what it does. And so now we're going to just try to stop. You know, we're not just going to take that rug. We're going to pull the rug out. Yeah, and see what happens. All right. And then a lot of people come into recovery and they don't seem to have to go to classes to become grateful. They become grateful and they have that, they have an experience of, uh, something is doing for them what they can't do for themselves. Like that statement in the book, you know, you know, you, there's a decision based on self that sets off circumstances, a train of circumstances that bring us misfortune. I feel we don't deserve. Then there's a decision based on, let's say, higher power sets off trains of circumstances that bring us fortune we feel we don't deserve. And that's gratitude. Yeah. One produces a resentment. One produces a gratitude. You see, they're the same thing. Yeah. Something sets off trains of circumstances. Some bring you fortune, some misfortune. The pattern in one is mostly misfortune. And, and the reaction is a lot of resentment. The other pattern in the other is a lot of fortune and gratitude. Yes? So here we are in AA, and we all seem to be able to recognize, oh, something's doing for me what I can't do for myself. Why don't we have that ability to recognize that thing that used to do through us shit we would never do by ourselves? Yeah? Why is that all hidden? The knowledge of self. Yeah. I don't hear people sharing. Well, I haven't been to a live meeting in a while. But I didn't hear people sharing, you know, uh, all credit and blame goes to that because they're afraid that that's not responsible. So I have the burden, guilt and shame because I can never not be responsible. You've got to hit the next wave, which is accountability. Yeah. Yes, you were driven to do shit. And in this world, you're accountable for that. But in our world ofness of the spirit, you're not responsible. Something used you to produ produce that effect. Stop fucking claiming them to be yours, or at least see you're not that which constantly claims them to be yours. Yes, that's the message. Yeah. If there's a big thing called the past, why not be free from it, really? Why, why would you want it to be like a storage unit that you're paying monthly? And yeah, there's fucking nothing in there. We've got the dog and the cat meeting now. Here they are. I've got a, I've got a, a bestial drama happening right here. Yes, well, you guys. <laughs> These fucking idiots. <laughs> It's <laughs> too much, yeah. Now, in the world of cats, the cat Fatso has a, a a thin older dude that serves it. <laughs> so, from the cat's point of view, obviously the cat's the center of the universe. From the dog's point of view, the dog's the center of the universe. 
from self's point of view, I'm the center of the universe. We're all wrong. <laughs> They're much clearer about that than I am, usually. <laughs> That's why they keep on catting and dogging perfectly. <laughs> They never disappoint me. <laughs> oh, that wasn't not that wasn't like being a cat. No, they always sort of stay in that parameter pretty well. Yeah. Right, here. Wait a minute. This is the this is the okay, the meeting. Uh-oh, they're backing off now. That Cat screwed with her for a little while. All right, so anyone, any more? Sorry, here she comes. Here's the winner. Fatso. The camera is off, Paul. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Hold on. It doesn't matter. I'm losing it all now. Let's see. Hold on. Here you go. There she is. That's anything to say for yourself. She's burdened by a lot of guilt and shame being a cat. She is. She's it's ways against her every second of the day. I should have been a dog. Yeah. Hey, hey Paul, we have one more question that just came up. Rob from Louisville, if you have time. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Come on in, Rob. Hey. I'm Rob Alcoholic. I'm actually sitting in my truck. I don't know what the screensaver is. Anyway, I've been coming here for a while, and I finally woke up about four days ago. And the way I did it was in my inventory, I was lying about, I found out I was dishonest about my meditation. So I started doing this meditation, just the simple one, breathing in and out, and then recognizing the pause. And then when I stopped, when I stopped doing that, and the thoughts came in. I was like, oh, shit, there it is. That's what he's fucking talking about. I was like, oh, my God, that's it. And then I would do it again. And I, I'm up to about three minutes, about as far as I can get until a thought comes in. And then I'll stop. And I, and, and, and I see it, dude. It's like a fucking motion picture. And it's all this bullshit that goes on. And it's fucking hilarious. And the whole time, I'll go back and listen to some of your talks and you laugh. And it used to get on my nerves. Now I know why you're fucking laughing. And I feel it in my stomach finally, you know. And it's taking me fucking, I want to fucking cry because it's, it's taking like 30 fucking years to get here. <laughs> and I'm so fucking grateful. And uh, I ain't got it all, but I see it. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm just, uh, I went to Kurt's meeting last night and said it's basically the same thing. And uh, it's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> I'm grateful and uh yeah. I could go on forever, but I know the meeting's going over, so <laughs> oh very thanks, Rob. I think we should end on that note. That was pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, Rob, very much. One little bit of seeing goes a long way. Yeah, a whole long way. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny what really changes life isn't a long drawn out thing usually. 
It's a, usually a sudden whack. Yeah. Or a quiet tap or whatever. Yeah. But thanks. Hey, uh, any, that's Mike. I think we should end on that one. Yeah, yeah. We want to say goodbye as Paul. Yes, I'm trying to, uh, I'm screwing around with this thing today. Uh, yes, Rob, thank you. Yeah. And then the head will arise, come up and claim it and say it's Rob that had it. Just notice it. Yeah. Go about your day. We got Bill and Kathleen. There they are. The Delaware delegation. Very nice to see them. Yeah. Kurt Z, my main man in Redondo Beach. Always a pleasure. Chris T. Nice, interesting wall thing there. We got Kristen back in the East Coast, somewhere near the Philly area. Yes, yes, yes. Roman, our German friend, always a pleasure. Kate, I haven't seen you in a while. He's coming back in, I think. Or is this your first time? Oh, this is my first time. I've never met you before, Paul, but I'm a good friend of Kurt's. So it's really good to be here. Oh, great. Nice to meet you, Kate. Yeah, yeah thanks. We got Dan O. Yes, nice to see Dan, Michael, Stacy. We got uh, we got Karen Ray. Yes, she's pondering right now. She's wondering. Yes, should I have currants or raisin with my granola? Maybe, maybe both. <laughs> Smoothie. We got Stefan on having never left. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Yes. We've got, oh, Terry from Maine. It's going to be time to go out there, Terry, soon. Yeah, great. Julie, Julie Farr, what happened? No. <laughs> I know you were away for a while. I didn't know you had a complete makeover. Wow, it's amazing. We got Amy from Seattle. <laughs> nice to see you, Amy. Get out of that road. You're standing right in the highway. We got, <laughs> we got Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, for your donation and your your attention and interest, really. We got Zach K. Zach K, I give me a call. I forget that I'm supposed to call people. So call me whenever. Not right now, but you know, later on today, maybe. We got Jason from San Diego. We got uh, Rob H from Canada. Oliver, Nina. Oh, Nina. Ah, Nina. We got Senna. Always a pleasure. Hey, thanks everyone. Uh, thanks for the lovely meeting today, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll be here tonight today at. Uh, this is to remind myself, really, 4.30 Pacific time for Awakening Together, uh, an hour uh, discussion on non-duality and its empty principles. So that's uh, today. And then we got whatever, tomorrow night. They're all, everything's on the event page, zenbitchlap.com, or should be anyway. And if it isn't, let me know, because I don't go there usually. So. All right. See you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.